I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are you a Yeovil Town fan? Do you want to help shape the future of Yeovil Town Football Club? The Glovers Trust exists to give Yeovil Town fans a democratic voice in the running of the club. Our aim is to strengthen links between the club and the local community it serves, and to engage with as many Yeovil supporters as possible. So, join the Trust today, and together we can build a stronger Yeovil Town Football Club. To find out more and to become a member, visit glovers-trust.co.uk and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal! Welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. Uh, I'm back here with Mr. Ian Perkins and Mr. Ben Barrett. And to be honest, gents, I really don't know what we're going to talk about here. I mean, last 48 hours or so, there's not really been a great deal going on at Hewish Park, is there? I mean, anyone think anything that we could possibly talk about? Should... Ian, do you get up to anything on Saturday? No, should we, we may have got this one on the head, I think, and just yeah. save our thoughts for Thursday. Yeah, well, we're probably due, you know, a couple of sleeps on a few things, aren't we? So, uh, yeah, let's just let's just call it call it a night there. Thanks very much. Good, thanks, good, yeah. good chat. Cheers, lads. Bye. Bye. And with a quick turn, we're here, really. <laughs> Ian, Ian, are you going to put in the uh, you going to put in the clip of the end the outro audio there and throw our people? <laughs> yeah, I should do, shouldn't I? Yeah. Can I can I just say, did anyone uh, did you watch the uh, montage at the beginning of um, uh, the the match on Saturday? I'm going to have to break the illusion now, aren't we? We do know there was a match on Saturday, <laughs> honestly, really. Uh, with uh, with Alex Stock on there, yeah, and he said, uh, "When I lose, the people of Yeovil will have a rattling good day out." <laughs> and I think that's that is what we should have at the beginning of our intro: a rattling good day out. We love a rattling good day out. I think. We would, we would love a rattling good day out. Well, did you have a rattlingly good Saturday after evening? What do we call that after <laughs> evening. Pre-evening. 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 I had a great pre-evening. 
it was. It, it seemed like a good evening. It was uh, one, of, one of the better briefings. I would certainly say so. It just felt like a. It was one of those proper FA Cup ties, and I think going into it, um, you know, with all the stuff that was happening on social media beforehand, um, you know, I think I haven't celebrated a goal like Charlie Wakefield's in a long, long time, like the way I did for that goal because it was, oh, it felt so needed. So needed, and it was a you know terrific finish, and yeah, the whole atmosphere in the stadium was like really good. <laughs> it was a really yeah. good atmosphere in the stadium. I don't know if that came across on on TV. I think you know there was fewer people there than we'd probably like, but the people that were there were hundred percent behind the team and making a hell of a noise for the entire game and yeah brilliant brilliant night and you know when when a third round tie in the FA Cup is up for grabs you know that's exactly you know we did exactly what we needed to do we had our moments we had the odd wobble here and there Max Hunt thinking he was Franz Beckenbauer all of a sudden and (laughs) he does one Cruyff and then (laughs) that was a bit of a hairy moment and you know they they had I wouldn't describe any of their chances as super clear cut they had a couple of good ones where they were slightly wide of the goal that um smith had fairly comfortable saves to make but oh it was it was great although i did nearly have a heart attack when uh who was it was through on goal that smith saved it from uh, reed wasn't it? reed yeah jamie reed yeah uh, i did have nearly have a heart attack at that moment in time did you um, celebrate those as um much as you did the Wakefield goal and Dan Moss's interception as well. Yeah. Did you, did you celebrate that? Yeah. That and it. tackles and blocks and yeah. throw-ins because it meant Tom Knowles was nearby. Uh, <laughs> the arrival of Ruben Reed. I mean, I, I don't think Ruben Reed ever thought he'd get that reaction coming onto the pitch. It was, you know, it... should have seen me. <laughs> should have seen me. I was off my sofa. I tell you, <laughs> I was clapping and screaming. Woo, Ruben! Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I don't know what Ben Barrett was up to, but I bet you it's something similar. Not not far away. I had I had both the children uh, on on my mind as well as the football, so I've had to go back and watch bits and pieces of it back. And I think the one thing I no- I noticed about the goal specifically was it really does make a difference when you when you score in front of the Thatchers, doesn't it? If you're in the away, if it's if that goal goes in the away end, it takes half a second for the rest of the ground to kind of figure it out and spot it and see it. But it's in the Thatchers and it's instantaneous. I know it was a bit of a cliched tweet from Emirates FA Cup saying, listen to the roar, but that really does make a noise. When the when the when everyone goes up, it's a noise. And it's a noise that I don't quite it's like we have our own, I don't know, whether you call it almost a dialect of a cheer. But like whenever the other teams score at their grounds, it's it sounds different. I'm not sure it sounds quite as good, but when we score in front of the Thatchers. I feel like I've heard that, yeah, almost like it's almost like the audio has been superimposed over the top of the images. And it's just stock audio that they use over and over again from those amazing moments. And that's one of those moments that, yeah, really, really nice, really nice. A beautiful goal. Very, very classy goal. Teeny tiny bit of luck because the defender does have a little bit of a slip, doesn't he? But what just, he leathers that. 
He makes no mistake. He needs composure. He needs to take a moment. And he absolutely leathers the thing. Lovely little ball from Sunny Blue. But it comes from pressure. It comes from something that we've been so good at. Adam Smith, who maybe we'll touch on, not the greatest clearance he'll ever give in his life. But we have to put pressure on, get the ball back. Adi Yusuf got the ball back and then goes to Sunny Blue. Nice little touch. Very, very simple. It would have been so easy. I happened to be sat down. My wife sat next to me at the time and she said, hit it. And I said, no, <laughs> no, don't, don't hit it. Just lay it off. He does lay it off and, and Charlie Wakefield does the rest. It was, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful goal um, that just shows exactly what we're capable of going forward. Yeah, I think when Charlie Wakefield gets in that position, he just feels, I get quite confident when he picks mm. the ball up there because, one, he just gets past people so easily. And as soon as he had that, I thought, it'll do him no problem. And then the um, the he just put such venom in the, in the strike. You know, once he's got past that man, he's just going to, you know, twat it as hard as he can and hope for the best and yeah it was great and like you said good little bit of you play from UCF I'm not sure if it was a pass or a miscontrol sort of rolls through to Sonny but it opened up brilliantly for Sonny and I think he the timing of his pass like had to be had to be perfect and he just held on to it long enough to then release um Charlie Wakefield but I think you know in in at half time we said we were a little bit struggling going forward as per but we needed to get Wakefield on the ball and we saw a load more of him in the second half we really sort of got it to his feet and got him going around people and yeah he was he he had a good second half they all had a they all had a good second half I think you know I wasn't even even against Dale Gorman taking shots from distance well up for it yeah, he nearly had a go right in there. Like, was it twenty seconds gone? He had a he had a good chance, didn't he, Gorman? Mm. Where he yeah, where he hit one. That would have been a that would have been a start. But and he, he looked yeah. up for it. He looked really up for it. And I, I don't know. You know, I'm getting a bit of a feeling that Del Gorman's one of these players that, when he's not in the team, we will notice more so than when he's in the team, because I think he's he's got that. You know, he's not Lee Johnson, obviously, but he's got that that way about him that he keeps things ticking over. He's always there. He runs around a lot. He gets in the way, and he's the type of player that when he's not around, and I mean, we drew with Dover with him out of the team, didn't we? Because of his suspension. Um, yeah. I just feel like he's that type of player for us now that, like, you notice him when he's not there. Just harps back to that interview that was done with Darren Saul where he asked Charlie Lee who could replace him. And Charlie Lee said, you know exactly who you've got to go and get and replace him. It was Dale Gorman. And actually, we had the same conversations about Charlie Lee last year. There were question marks over Charlie Lee. Was he at his very best? Was he was he uh, helpful to the side? Did we need him and Jimmy Smith and all the rest of it? But when he wasn't there, you didn't have to notice that he wasn't there. And like you say, if Dale Gorman's going down the same route, actually, that like-for-like replacement that it seems to have been is absolutely spot on. Yeah, and he um, he definitely, obviously, we, we we didn't have Jordan Barnett, did we? Which was why I was um, pleased that we scored in front of the, didn't score in front of the away fans, I should have said, because if you're going to do that, you really need Jordan Barnett there, won't you? But, but I did notice <laughs> on a couple of occasions, I don't know if you saw this, Ben, but um, yeah, Dale Gorman was definitely giving him a 
bit of the wind up, wasn't he? There was a there was one moment where uh, like a one of their I think it was their fullback went sort of like up to him and he just laughed in his face and walked off like that. And I just thought, yes, that's it, Dale. God, you know what you're doing there, don't you? But uh, yeah. I, and I thought I thought Worthy had a good game as well. I thought mm, Worthy I did as well. I yeah. did as well. Just sort of almost you could be forgiven for not noticing Worthington, yeah. but it was only once he did a couple of things that you and then you watch him for five minutes and you think, Jesus, he's everywhere. So it's one of them little. I'm 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 kind of glad you've you've called that out actually, Dave, because that's a performance that I think could very easily go under the radar and not yeah. get noticed and just get four out of seven and be like, okay, that was fine. But actually, it was better than that. It was okay. it was genuinely better than that. He was everywhere. He was hurrying. Jake Reeves in the middle of the park is a very very good League Two player, and we'll add him to the increasingly long list of um, people that aren't getting a look in. And I chuck Elliot List on the list as well because. I didn't hear his name maybe twice, three times in 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 commentary. So yeah. He had one header, didn't he? List, I think. I think it was one free header that he had that he could have um he could have done better with. But other than that, and like I say, Jamie Reed, who's playing up front for him. I know I think he went to Mansfield, but he scored bagfuls for Torquay, I think. Yeah. Um and then he went, I think he went to Mansfield, didn't have such a good time. But you know, they're decent players as well, aren't they? So but I thought, yeah, first half was pretty even, wasn't wasn't a great deal in it, but second half we I, I thought we well we everybody said we deserved the um deserved the win. I think even Paul Tisdale kind of said they deserved the win. He even said we had the better chances, but you know, if you don't take your chances. I think it's weird because if, if any Stevenage fan happens to have accidentally stumbled upon this podcast, I think Paul Tisdale's gonna be a really good acquisition for them. I think they'll be absolutely fine in that league. And if we play them next season, it's because we've been promoted and not that they've been relegated. Yeah. Um they look so uh, if you've only got a few days to look after a team, you get your set pieces right. And I thought at set pieces, whether it be throw-ins, corners, free kicks, they always had a little bit of something about them. They always had a, a plan. They always had a, a scheduled set of sort of tactics to, to have a go at. And I thought we handled that incredibly well. I, I have no idea whether we knew that that was going to be their method of attack because it was the only thing that he could really influence in a few days. But um, yeah, I thought I thought we dealt with with that fairly comfortably throughout yeah and when you look at the way we have been defending you know we're we're set up to handle set pieces now probably better than we have been in a long long time um and i know we missed jordan barnett but i think having morgan williams at left back was quite beneficial for us in those set pieces because he's massive um (laughs) and he you know he he knows how to defend because he's a center back um yeah and i think yeah, that that unit, you know, we talk about every week how good that unit is, and they've proven it against a football league club. Uh, once again, how how good they are. Definitely, I don't think there's a massive difference between the top half of the national league and the bottom half of league two. I think we've seen that by the way that teams that go down kind of stay down, teams that go up kind of stay up, and then sort of flip flop between the two occasionally. But I don't think there's a massive difference. I don't think. If we played them in a league game on Saturday, we'd see too much of a dissimilar performance. It doesn't take anything away from the performance. Mind. You're still going to beat it. It's still the equivalent of playing a Dagenham, a Bromley and a Wrexham. And we did a lot of them. So, yeah, that, it was really, really satisfying. And I still haven't seen us concede. I have no idea what it looks like <laughs> to see Grant Smith pick a ball out of the back of the net. I haven't got a clue. I cannot picture it. It's never happened. It's never happened. <laughs> it's fake news. Every time we do concede, fake news. 
Barnett's in Sheffield, isn't he? With it, with his illness. So if we're going to get Barnett back for Barnett, maybe he can give Ben a lift down for the game as well, and then he can <laughs> uh, he can stay there. Be nice. I'd love to see you drive down with Jordan Barnett. I bet he drives like me. (laughs) Screaming at average speed cameras as he drives down the M1. (laughs) Just just flipping the bird to anyone that we drive past. I bet you two have nothing in common. (laughs) No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I haven't got a tattoo on the back of my neck or anything. (laughs) You don't tell the HCVs to shush as you go by either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you would as well, but. Just shushing at lorries, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. To do to do that performance, I think so quickly after Wrexham, um, because yeah. there was a real danger for me of after the Lord Mayor show, those three away games in a row, culminating in that Wrexham performance was. I mean, I've we've we've sung the praises. I'm, I'm gutted I couldn't be there on Thursday to talk about Wrexham, um, but that was that was sensational. That I, I keep thinking I'm over-egging that Wrexham performance. I keep thinking one of these days I'm going to sort of realise that it was just all right and Wrexham were a bit of that naff and all the rest of it. No, I stand by it. That was special. That's going in the list. That's going in the in in those magic away days. And I hope the 103 really enjoyed that away day. And I know you did, Dave, from listening to the podcast. So I felt that there was a real danger of, of after the Lord Mayor's show of not being able to quite put it back in that home the home thing where we don't quite seem to click at home perfectly like we do away from home. There was always that danger. New manager bounce. I was a little bit concerned that we'd put in a good show, but maybe not quite get the job done. So to put in that kind of a performance, that's been a bit of a copy and paste. Battle, battle, Harry, Harry, make them make errors. Hurry and hustle and bustle and make things happen. Take your chance and then defend for your life. It's been a bit copy and paste, but it's working so far. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I was... Yeah, that topped off a, a magical few days on the on the football pitch. Yeah, wonderful. Really, really wonderful. And who knows where it might lead us tomorrow night or tonight as you're listening to this in, in with regards to a draw. Yeah, I suppose that's... Well, Go on, Dave. I was just going to say, Ben, you were definitely there on Thursday night, Friday morning, because I when I listened back to the podcast, I did... Uh, you, you put a massive smile on my face listening to you and Sheridan's commentary. Obviously, I didn't hear it, but uh, it was brilliant. It was... I just love the, oh, Sheridan Robbins, what about this? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, Ben Barrett, what now? <laughs> so on the first one, she, on the first one, she, she full named me. So I just thought I'd full name back. That's absolutely fine. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was one that we, I don't know, maybe we weren't quite expecting that. We weren't quite expecting that first goal. And she just hands to me and I just go on this rant about this incredible delivery. From Jordan yeah. Barnett. I don't oh, think it well, quite yeah. get. I don't think that the actual delivery gets talked about enough. No, <laughs> it, no, is no a, it is a ridiculous ball in, by the way. And my boy Josh, with the I'm gonna say, if you're praising someone over Josh Daunt for that goal, that that means something. That yeah. really does. Yeah, that, that well, that's how good the ball was. That's how yeah, good well. the delivery was, and it's a heck of a finish, by the way. Also, by the way, if you're listening, Sam Collard. That Josh Staunton goal was in November and it didn't make your November goal of the month montage. Sort <laughs> that out. I know you had four other worldies. But what a finish. Yeah. So, yeah. Although credit to uh, Sam Collard for his tweet when Sonny scored. Oh. It's always sunny. Oh, it's always sunny. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the stars aligned. The social media stars aligned for him. And he, um... he took 
drop some salt on his phone as well after he. Oh. <laughs> have have we all seen the alternative highlights that Wrexham posted? Yeah, well, I saw some highlights. Yeah. So, so they did their normal highlights, of which you can hear the commentator and stuff, like the the, the stuff that we've then taken. But they did like an alternative. It's called like Triple A. Oh no! And they've they uh, try and dig it out. It's on it's on social media. I think I retweeted it. Um, they are basically it's a PR disaster because they're trying to like slow down the moments that are controversial. And like the camera follows the ref off the pitch at full time and it gives it the big one and uh, all the rest of it. So, and they cut away very quickly from our goals. It's like, oh yeah, but it's gone, it's fine. So they show the, the apparent elbow from Dale Gorman on, on Ponticelli. And it just shows that Dale Gorman just is just bigger and stronger. <laughs> Basically, that's all it shows. And thanks for, show, for slowing that down. Uh, and then it shows the elbow on Dan Moss which is an absolute Stonewall red card elbow. And they're like trying to make out like it's, it wasn't a foul and it clearly was. <laughs> it just didn't, it just didn't work for them. They are really, they really didn't. Yeah. How, by the way, if, 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 if the Wrexham fan who happened to be sat in front of the press box happens to have stumbled across this podcast, I want to say, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm really, really not. You spent most of the match <laughs> looking at me rather than the match. Did you get so, looks? Did you? I wondered. I wondered what the atmosphere was going to be like around you with your. Uh... Oh, they did not like me. <laughs> they didn't like Sheridan. They didn't like me. So at the start, see Sheridan and I both prefer to stand when we commentate, but there's fans behind you at oh. Wrexham, and so from like the second minute, we were getting tapped, going, "Can you sit down? Can you sit down?" And we were like, "Ugh." So it it meant that I couldn't a really move and I couldn't move the, the microphone away from me an awful lot which when I was sort of making my oohs and ahs I prefer to have the microphone away from me so I couldn't really do that I couldn't really get going and then when we scored yeah you heard the uh, high pitch uh, cackle and um, yes I got some looks I'm, I'm just grateful they were just looks rather than punches to be honest <laughs> yeah but uh, obviously the slowed down um, red card that everyone screamed was not a red card. They appealed it and it got rejected. So maybe it was a red card after all. Well, right? apparently only one person in the ground thought it was a red card and that was the referee. Oh, well, unfortunately, right. there was a panel of people outside the ground who also <laughs> thought it was a red card. So yeah. sit down, Phil Parkinson, you idiot. <laughs> I told him to sit down on the night as well, yeah. yeah. And do something else, but I won't. Do you that. think we're avoiding talking about anything? No. I now know all the words to the Charlie Wakefield song. Do you? Oh, I'm not I it for you. Yeah. Oh, oh I don't know the words to the Charlie yeah, Wakefield I song. Yeah, I could do with the. A... Uh, well, Watsy sang it to me on a voice note. Can I give you his voice <laughs> note? And you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, Darren, don't you know what he's worth? Charlie Wakefield's the best on earth. A silky winger, just what we need. He'll win you over the national league. <laughs> I mean that is up there. That's probably one Can of the. Can you cut in some applause there, please? Yeah. yeah? Or Simon Cowell going, it's a no from me. <laughs> that's up there. That's yeah. one of that's a good that is one of the best chants. Yeah. Uh, no, got, I was I was quite impressed. I didn't it was just the middle bit. I got a silky winger, but then I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, but he's, he's just what we need. He is a silky winger. And he's yeah. just what we need. He's a bit well, Lawson was... he's a bit Lawson Diaz in that if he hadn't had injuries, he wouldn't be anywhere near this team. No. He'd be he'd be much higher, probably knocking on the door of get that Coventry side he, he couldn't quite get into. So yeah, let's let's enjoy him while we got him because yeah, he ain't hanging around the National League for very long. Yeah, 
But to your point, Ian, there are 1,413 other things that I can think to talk about. And that is me cut and pasting a statement from the official website uh, into word count. And that's how many words it comes up with, 1,413 words from our chairman, Mr. Scott Priestnell. Blimey, is it that long? Is 8,134 characters, 44 sentences, 15 paragraphs, and it says reading level college student. So <laughs> there you go. What does, it, what does it say but, for the writing level? Uh, it says reading time, five minutes, eight seconds, speaking time, seven minutes, 51 seconds. So I won't read it all out because that will obviously um, you know, take a very long time. Can I, can I just say, I'm really, really surprised that our chairman and owner has gone to that much trouble to show that much disdain about the fact that Toby Stevens was an unused substitute for <laughs> Hemel Hempstead. <laughs> that is, where is that? That's I, in there. I just think that's, I think that he's gone to so much effort there and fair play to him for it. Fair yeah. play to him. Because I'm i I'm upset as well. It might, You've it got means, a the lad, haven't you? I know. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's time to talk about it, Hemel, but you don't cup time in the FA Trophy and then bench the fella. <laughs> that's the one, so, that's the one thing you look forward to writing each week is that, Toby Stevens, no so, yep, you know. And now what, what am I going to do? Didn't play. End of. Sorted. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What What are we going to do? Are we going to recall him, or are we going to um, <laughs> Are we going to let him stay there? Are we going to extend it to the end of the season? Try and get him a run in the team? How How do we approach? No, you. <laughs> Well, we've, we've got we, we can the thing bring... is i don't think ben's joking is he i think this is really <laughs> what he wants to talk about well i asked i asked the manager at his press conference and i'm not yeah, going to call it the did. gaffer's presser um <laughs> that he'd got good feedback and then he goes and benches the fella and doesn't bring him on they had a big win against dulwich hamlet doesn't bring him on doesn't use him fuming they did win though yeah but without toby <laughs> yeah is it get him win? back get it him back we can't use him in the trophy so get him back for the Somerset Premier Cup. <laughs> that is the that's the one thing we're looking that for. It's the big one. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, should we be looking for the FA Cup now? Well, oh, I, suppose we if, I suppose if we've got it as well. Yeah. 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 Can a squad of fourteen win the FA Cup? The quadruple's on, kids. The quadruple still is on. on. Still on. And we've still we're still managing to move away from what Dave's trying to bring us to as well, which is good. <laughs> Well, yes, there was a, there were two statements actually issued yesterday, weren't they? On Sunday, there were two statements. There was one statement from an organisation known as the Glovers Trust, which some of us on this podcast may have heard of, um, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, which said, Scott Priestnell, uh, Glenn Collis, Julian Jenkins, whoever, all these, you know, and, and the, the thing that I find really strange when I was writing an article for the website is nobody's actually said that Glenn Collis and Julian Jenkins are the people who are involved in this, this, these takeaways. I don't think, I don't think I've read or seen that anywhere, which sums up the whole situation, I think. But there was a call for clarity. There was a call for someone to come out and say something. And I'm the first person to give Scott Priestnell our time when he says something wrong. What you cannot criticize Scott Priestnell here for is he has come out and said something. He's come out and said an awful lot. 1,413 words, as I keep going back to, 8,134 characters to be precise. <laughs> but uh, and he has used the word club 28 times and supporters 14 times. So and deal seven times. 
but um but yeah so there is a there is a, a long statement which is uh, which you can read on the uh, on the website on the on the club's website in full um which basically well so if i had to order these things in priority he's saying the bidders but or no the the, the parties both parties have until the end of the week to finalize a deal um he says he doesn't want to sell the club or he hasn't ever wanted to sell the club but he did do a month a deal many months ago with both parties um and he also has a has a bit of a pop well i think a bit of a pop is being polite <laughs> uh, yeah. i just bet, bet ben's <laughs> eating crisps on mute here and he just gave me a look as if to say what yeah yeah so um so he has had a, a pop at the um at the glover's trust um basically saying that well he, he doesn't think that they do they don't have any positive activities um apparently so but i mean i, I would i would counter that by saying that the glover's trust are the only organization that has said anything i mean in fairness the supporters alliance group did issue a statement as well which i know the glover's trust is part of so uh you know but but the, but the glover's trust has been the one group of people who have been talking and i know scott priestnell says well i'm not just going to repeatedly say there's nothing to say but you can tell from the outpouring of emotion that has come out through these 1413 words that he's obviously had a lot to say so um you know it is a bit of a shame it's, it, it, it's taken it till this but what happens next that's the big thing isn't it what does happen next well at least and, we'll, we'll get some certainty in the next seven days then well next seven days seem like there's going to be some certainty doesn't there and and i would say now it is down to the parties both parties whoever you parties are we think we know who you are but no one's actually ever said it but it's down to them it's down to them to 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 do something and it's down to scott priestnell who has the best interest of the club at heart as he has repeatedly told us to do whatever is in the best interest of the football club we as fans can't do anything more than than we've done we're in your hands now ladies and gentlemen or gentlemen <laughs> assuming there are ladies and gentlemen involved i don't know but people it's over to you there you go i've said my bit I mean, it's always been, you know, for a long time, it's been down to down to them to come out and talk. And I think no one hates that things like this have to go out this way, more so than me. <clears throat> but how, you know, how have we reached this stage that we can't say anything? And then the statement comes out and it's all very, you know, very uh, attacking, contradictory, um, you know, self-aggrandizing again. And <laughs> it's like, what? Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see Ben's reactions to some of the words here. They're brilliant. <laughs> self-aggrandizing. His eyebrows went right off the scale there. <laughs> And but he he comes out like like it's almost like he feels like he never had to say anything to me. That's that's what I feel like he it, it comes across as like I don't you know yeah all this is going on, but I haven't had to say I shouldn't have to say anything. It's like you're the fucking owner of the football club, like 
your silence and the absence of anything from you meaningful since July was July the last update the YouTube video. Yeah, that was uh, yeah just before the season started. Like nothing, yeah. not even a well done lads on Twitter after a win. Yeah, yeah. like just you know it 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 doesn't stack up, and I get people can say it's hypocritical of um you know groups also not saying anything or timing things but the fact of the matter is when you are in the position of owning a football club with 125 years of history that serves a community of you know 70 odd thousand people and the rest of the people who no longer live in Yeovil like yourselves like you have a responsibility and a duty yeah. of care to that institution and the people and he is totally negligent on that part like totally negligent and i don't know i think you can see from the reaction to to the how many words 1413 13 that's right uh word rant slash statement i think you can see that the people have had enough (laughs) I really feel like the you know the reaction to it will speak volumes, and you know, fingers crossed, a deal is done, and his bullshit about a vision for what what would it, what did he say? A vision for a community club or some fucking nonsense? So, um, yeah. So he talks about uh, I will, and 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 I I do feel the need to to respond on not on behalf of Scott Priest, but at least put across some of the things that he is saying uh, saying here uh, in his statement and I'm not going to read uh, I'm not going to read it all but he does say that he will present supporters a long-term vision and plan to improve this club for future generations and one thing I would say is what why are you waiting till now to do that well go you know, back what, what, and listen what is, to the podcast the interview I did with him in the summer yeah. of 2020 where he says he doesn't believe in long-term plans doesn't believe in a you know a five-year plan yeah no fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so he says uh so he he talks about a a long-term a long-term plan um he talks about his uh being bitterly disappointed at the social media criticism towards himself but then says you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion he talks about the fact that, um, you know, without the funds from Sport England, we wouldn't be here today. He talks about the fact, um, uh, you know, that that he's... And this was one thing that slightly confused me because everybody um, has seen these company statements and we've all tried to guess what they, uh, you know, what they were and try and figure out, well, none of us are accountants, are we? None of us really know what, um, what we're talking well, about. Well, some people are accountants, Dave. Well, yeah, some people are accountants, but no, no, nobody that I've seen particularly uh, write anything about this are accountants. But um, uh, so he, he talks about how the actual reason for the changes is to write off more than a million pounds of shareholder loans across the two holding companies. Um, and then he said something you would think supporters would be happy of it. But yet again, there is a minority breeding in negativity. So, Scott. Why didn't you come out and say this? If this is such a positive thing that is happening, why is there not a statement about that? There was a statement when you took on, uh, you know, you up the loan, uh, the Sport England loan, saying we absolutely had to do it. If this is such a good thing, why didn't you come out and do it? I mean, I, 
I'm trying to look at this in a in a in a in the interest of balance in a balanced way, but I do think that there is, you know, he he, he hasn't helped this. He hasn't helped himself in this whatsoever. Um, and then to come out with this, say, keep joking, but I didn't really what one thousand four hundred words or whatever, but just this, this rant. Um, it's just. Just doesn't seem like a professional way to to do it. And I've heard, I've heard people say, you know, why should he be putting his money into the club? You know, if this is the if this is the response, and he says he says it here. Why would I invest my family and children's money somewhere where I'm not wanted? Because you bought the football club, mate. You know, if you didn't want to buy a football club, if you didn't want this responsibility, you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm all the th- I'm sure Scott Priestnell is not a naive person. Yeah, he's he's old enough to realise. But if you invest in football club, you're not always going to be popular. You're not always going to be someone that people come and you know bow down and say what a wonderful job you're doing. You know, this is this is part of the deal, and you've not helped yourself by not um, coming out and saying something. Like I said, as I said at the beginning, you've come out and said something now. Really sure that it's uh, it's helped the situation a bit, but there is. There is enough in there to feel that, as we said, seven days. There are now seven days to um, to see what these consortiums have, and and it is down to those people. I, I um, put a, a tweet the other day. I think there's probably about six people in the world who actually know what's going on. Scott Priestnell is one of them. Yeah, um, and he's come out and said an awful an awful lot. Now over to you know to the other people. The other people have got have got to do something. Actions rather than words, I think, or but certainly by the sounds of it. Anyway, it's time for time for something to happen. I think. Then how are your crisps? <laughs> Anything to add? Delightful. <laughs> what flavour were they again? Balsamic. Uh, uh, yeah, sea salt and balsamic vinegar. Little uh, cheap versions. Um, okay. Yeah, I do have something to add. Um. This little run that we've been on, these three away games, these wins, this little run, this what this team are doing, have at times this last month kept me going because it's been a bit crap, hasn't it? I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you've looked outside recently, but it's been a bit crap. We're all back in masks again. We're all under restrictions. Christmas parties are getting sort of downsized and people aren't enjoying things like they should be enjoying. I, my Christmas road is maybe not as kind as it could be, so I'm not going home for Christmas anymore. That's cheesed me off. My daughter's a bit snotty and bunged up and ill. I'm not feeling particularly great. My you son, only got an hour's sleep last night. Maximum 90 minutes, and then I had to walk seven kilometres to work and do an eight-hour shift. So I'm not feeling particularly great. And this football club, those bastard gloves, have at times kept me going. And it's ruined it. This last 48 hours has ruined all of it. Every little bit of it. And do you know who comes out of it looking good? The square root of no one. Nobody comes out of this looking good. And Ian, you're going to have to forgive me here, mate. I don't particularly think even the trust come out of this looking particularly amazing, mate. And I know it's probably because you're hamstrung and there are things you can't say but want to say. And I know that there's things like that that haven't done particularly well. But I don't think they come out of this looking like roses. Scott Priestnell looks like the worst human being on the face of the planet right now. I'm sure it's probably not that level of horrendousness, but I don't think, I think the fact that we've heard nothing from party A and party B 
call them by their names if you want to call them by their names. But those two I don't know what their names are. Yeah, and you know what? No one's told me what their names are. We're just guessing, aren't we? Well, we just rumour. And I know, that, I know there's NDAs and stuff about, but those things expire and come up. Neither of those come particularly um, out of this looking amazing. The supporters who are staying away have now been told that they're the problem, so they're not looking amazing. The supporters who are going are making an almighty racket but are being told they need more. We need more. Where's more? Who's next? Come on, bring people along. So they're not looking amazing. Nobody comes out of this looking good. But I'll be honest with you, lads. I'm a bit fucking tired of the whole thing. The whole thing. I'm bored. Ian, you have been fantastic at keeping your cards close to your chest. Because you have this double hat on. You have your trust hat on. And you have your Glover's cast hat on. And I can honestly say, listeners, hand on heart, no matter how much Dave and I push him, he doesn't say anything. Because he knows he's not allowed to say anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't tell us when he's got little bits and pieces of secrets. He doesn't tell us when he's been in a meeting. He doesn't. He just. He just doesn't say anything because he can't, and he knows he can't, and he's a responsible Glover's truster. He's learned the Fifth Amendment just so yeah. he can repeat it to us. <laughs> exactly. The advice of my counsel, I respectfully decline to answer your question. <laughs> and it's just been when you. I asked you ages ago, ages ago. I said, "Come on, give me something." I said, if this was a 400-meter race with the finish line being the point at which we're taken over by somebody, how far are we in? And you didn't answer. You didn't give me nothing. Nada. And all I'll say is, I'm a fat fuck and I can run 400 meters faster than this. <laughs> and it's just, honestly, I'm tired. And it's ruined what should have been a magical fucking week for me. Yeah. No one, no one is more tired of writing stuff <laughs> than me. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna get Ben. We're gonna get Ben. Charlie Wakefield's goal, Grant Smith's save, and Dan Moss's intervention. We're gonna put it on a loop, and we're just gonna play, play the commentary to him through his headphones whilst he, whilst he goes to sleep for more than ninety minutes tonight. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna Josh. wake up with a little smile on his face instead of a, uh, yeah. Let's get Josh Staunton's finish yeah, as well. Yeah, come on, Josh. Ben needs a hug. Come and give him a hug. <laughs> Should we do oh, some I questions? Love that. Should we do some questions? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But yeah. Who do you want? I think we can all, uh, everybody who's listening this, whatever you whatever you feel about anybody, whether you think, you know, Scott Priestnell is the right thing, the wrong thing, if other people are the right thing, the wrong thing, I think we can all, agree that we're fed up with it <laughs> we're tired of it nobody wants this anymore it's my birthday Notice. on wednesday so if something can happen on wednesday you know that would be there you go. the total dream wouldn't it and here's, birthday. here's the thing i would say by the way right i'm not going to sit here and defend scott Priestnell for all that he has or hasn't done but i'm sat there searching on social media and i try to Try to be positive, and we tried to sort of give the stories out from Dan Moss and Charlie Wakefield post the game and stuff. And you know, I, I did a tweet about Adam Smith, and it, it was very popular amongst people because it was a lovely thing that he did at halftime. And all of that has been swamped away by abuse. What good is 14 year old fucking no one gives a shit doing in his mum's back bedroom tweeting Scott Priestnell and telling him he's this, that, and the other? Oh, I've got what now? Now Dave down the not Dave bad bad name to use. Now little Jimmy. Now little Jimmy, fourteen year old whoever 
has tweeted me saying sell the club because I'm a this, that, and the other. Well, now I'm going to do it. I wish you'd done this sooner. I mean, have a moment of decorum. There has to be ways and means of going about this. There has to be. I don't know which ways and means they are, but like, be better than that, Yeovil fans, please. We're all we're all tired, and we're all done with this, and we're all worried, worried that things like administration would ruin a a playoff push and things like that. And we're all looking at the draw tomorrow, thinking, "Geez, if we get Barrow away as opposed to Man City away, is that is that it? Is that the difference?" And yeah, can we just can I just add to this that Mm. no one knows, like Dave said, only six, you know. I don't know about I'm six guessing people. six. <laughs> like a handful of people know warts and all what is happening. So taking what, you know, anonymous Joe on Twitter or Facebook posts as a gospel and that that is what's happening. No one, no one who knows will be sharing it on Facebook on their YouTube channels, on anything. You know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so why does, you know, why does whoever on social media know that X, Y, and Z is happening? And today's the day. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. They How don't many times have you heard today's know. the day? Yeah. The longest 72 hours. Everything's 72 hours away from completion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, if only they had a Yeovil based podcast that, that someone could maybe come on and talk to and give a detailed explanation of exactly what's happening at some point. Imagine if that podcast ran twice a week and spoke <laughs> to hundreds and hundreds of people each and every week and got thousands of views on a website each and every single week and run articles and features and ran special podcasts and other podcasts. If only that thing, such thing existed. So, someone three should Yeovil fans. Yeah, someone should. There's a niche there, if anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's whether it's person A in charge, party A, party B, party C, D, E, F, G, or S Club fucking party, you're more than welcome <laughs> to come and talk to us here on the Glovers Cast and tell us what the heck is going on. Because it's very sweary tonight, isn't I'm it? I'm sorry. Do you know what? I'm sorry. I've had a gym beam. I've had a gym beam and some salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm on the verge of freaking breaking down in that's probably tears of tiredness. That's probably the I'm most just sheer exhaustion at what what is going on. I'm just so tired. It's ruined it. Yeah. I didn't want to do this podcast. I nearly didn't do it. I nearly didn't come on this podcast. Just out of exhaustion of it all. I didn't want to do this. That's sad. That's so sad. After everything we've done, after the chat that Dave did, the first ever Glovers passed from the Glovers cast that went down so bloody well. And suddenly I'm sat there thinking, not sure I really want to do that tonight. For the first time ever. Not sure I really want to go on. But you're here, mate. You're here. Yeah, I am. Showing, I am. showing commitment to the cause. Like Me a, and my mate, Jim. Yeah. It's like two, of the most, two of the most normal things I've heard you eat, really, Ben. Or eat and drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Did you soak well, the, the, the crisps in Jim Bean before you ate them? Oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no. Can another. you imagine how much swearing there would have been if he'd have done that? <laughs> Blimey. Sorry, I don't. Sorry, I don't. I, that's not nice. And I know we get people that are under like underage and stuff listening to this. And if you're offended, I am genuinely sorry. But I'm just, I'm wound up, and I don't know how else to to get it out really without 
I don't want to abuse individual people, and so I can abuse these two instead. <laughs> abuse away. <laughs> Can't blow up. Shall we finish the podcast by saying who we would eat like in the next round of the FA Cup? I was going to say, have we got some questions? Oh, we have got questions, haven't we? Well, have we got questions? We did ask for questions, and we asked people to tell us who they wanted in the FA Cup. That would have been a much better way to end it, wouldn't it? But uh, now I'm yeah, rapidly trying. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Green and white goals would 100% take Bristol Rovers at home, for, and the opportunity for some epic Jordan Barnett shithousery. Oh, imagine, yes. imagine if we sacked Barton. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Is he still there? I thought he'd gone. No, he. Well, I mean, he might have done. He he yeah. might well be uh, at His Majesty's pleasure at some point or another. But yeah. yes, he's he's still employed by them officially. Yeah. Um, we've got. But yes, that would be lovely. Matt Crivelli wants Derby away. I wonder if that's location based. That's yeah. geography. Yeah, got to be <laughs> very much location based. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm all in favour of Craig McCann's shout of Newcastle. I've never been to St James's Park, and and I know it's a very long way from uh, where you are in the southwest, and very long way from <laughs> yeah, where I am. Be but... much further, really, Dave. No, no, no. But uh, but yeah, Newcastle away would be a good one. I'd probably say Newcastle or Spurs for me away. Either one of them. Fancy a bit of Ellen Road. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Do fancy a bit of Ellen Road. Bragging rights in the Barrett household. Yeah, we've 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 played them six times. I think it is in league games. I think we've outplayed them six times. I think we've got one point to show yeah, for it. You've never had bragging rights in that situation, have you? We've outplayed them six times. <laughs> I'm sure I saw us lose four 0 at Ellen Road. Yeah, and we now. and we were brilliant. With Josh we, Wagner in goal. Hey, we were brilliant that day. We got <laughs> turned over that day. Neil Kilkenny scored a wonder goal, and Jermaine Beckford had one of the nights of his life. That's fine. We played very well that night. We were shite. We were shite when we played him in the championship, and Stephen Warnock scored you, from the halfway. Just give line. me, oi, give me this. <laughs> yeah, go on, don't, yeah, don't push it. Yeah, don't we were brilliant it. in that four 0 loss. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'd like Arsenal. I'd like. Oh, I'd like a big, convenient. a big away game. Yeah, you you, you get a good um uh, uh uh what do you call it allocation there, wouldn't you? Yeah. At the Emirates, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. No one's scrapping around for tickets and people say, you're not a real supporter. I'm a real supporter. You yeah. wouldn't have any of that. No. That's what I don't want is people getting into that. Yeah, it would be nice to not have the bullshit of plastics versus non-plastics yeah. and all of that going on at Hewish Park again. Because yeah. yeah. it, is, it is real. The struggle is real. Um, Jude Horsepool would like Brentford away. I'm, I'm sure sh- they'd love to see us again. Yeah. New stadium's really nice, apparently. So I'm I'm not adverse to that. And uh, Palace Glover amazingly <laughs> wants Palace away. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't who, see any more. Any who do you more, think no? we're going to get? Kidderminster. I. <laughs> do you know what? There's part of me that might take that because I half yeah. fancy the fourth round. Huh? Um. I I, th- I think we're going to get stuffed here. I think we're going to get Barrow or Hartlepool away. Jack? Yeah. I'm going to say, ge- ge- geographically, it does work for me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, it, I can live without going to either Barrow or Hartlepool, I promise you. It works quite nicely for you or I, but not yeah. for the people that actually need to sort of be there. Well, as I point out to them, they get there's a coach there 
ready for that. All they have to do is sit on a coach for, admittedly, four, four hours. If someone wanted to put a coach on for me, I'll go wherever you want. <laughs> People need to be putting a coach on for me. I have I'm to the, shout I... at average speed cameras all for hours. <laughs> it, might be cheaper to hire, it might be cheaper to hire a coach for yourself than drive to and from some places. Might be, yeah. Yeah, might be. It should be me that gets the coach. I'm the one that hasn't seen us concede. I should be getting a share of I should be getting a share of Grant Smith's clean sheet bonus. <laughs> I have to say, I do uh, I do know my way to Ben's house quite well, having although having not been there for a very long time to pick him up, as he is self sufficient these days. I uh, <laughs> yeah. There's many times I do remember going Preston to Leeds to Watford, which was <laughs> Far from the uh, most direct route to get there, but we did see a 3 0 win that day as well, didn't we, at Watford? Was that, yeah. do you mind swinging by on your way? Question, exactly, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. There were a couple of them. Yeah. Conveniently overlooking by the fact that you'd have to swing back around again as well afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got, so there are some others. Brad Little, what's your favourite football or your favourite footballer names? Jazzy Barnum Bob is elite. Jazzy I mean, Barnum Bob is a good one. Sonny Blue Low Everson's right up there. Yeah. He's no naughty, naughty, but he's. Yeah, naughty, naughty is a good one. Yeah. I, like, uh, I like Max Power. That's quite a Max Power, yeah. comic book name. I, 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 did, I did Google this just to see if there were any really good ones. You want to know the, the best one I saw? Yeah. Playing in the Zimbabwean football, Dangerous Fourpence. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a name, my friend. Dangerous Fourpence. <laughs> You wouldn't want to come up against him as defender as well, apparently. So there we go. Dangerous, Dangerous four pence wins it, I think. Yeah, let's get him on. And Foxy would like to know what your karaoke song of choice is. Ben's already quoted S Club, so I'm wondering if he's going for that. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd need several more Jim Beans. Yeah. Um, I'm not much of a karaoke person, but I feel like. I might go for either, and these are very two different ends of the spectrum, either Lou Bega Mambo number five <laughs> or Louis Armstrong, It's a Wonderful World, depending on how I'm feeling at the time. Those are two very different ends of the spectrum, aren't they? Well, I've already done uh, Charlie Wakefield's The Best on Earth, so I think I've answered the question. There. You've done ABBA previously as well on... I have, yeah. yeah. Podcast, so. The only, the only karaoke that I ever did well, uh, did well was uh, I did Bohemian Rhapsody to a very drunk student union, and everybody joined in. I think that was why it was so good. <laughs> you just said you did it well. <laughs> Freddie Mercury is there, standing up. Standing <laughs> was, yeah, got standing ovation <laughs> from the long since past uh, Freddie Mercury. Now I, you in? I can't remember the last time I did karaoke, but I do recall a long time ago at Hewish Park, actually, during uh, Easter, you know, they used to do like the Easter soccer school, soccer school. or something like that. And there the was Green a, Machine. Yeah, there was a party on the Friday, and I believe that we successfully sang um, the Westlife cover of the Billy Joel song, Uptown Girl. Um, which, if, yeah, if I do recall correctly, went down very well. So, yeah, we'll go with Uptown Girl by uh, Westlife rather than Billy Joel. I would, also, I would also throw in that I am occasionally partial to a little bit of a shaggy angel. 
<laughs> I normally play the shaggy role and someone else has to play the role of uh, the other person, Ravon, I think his name is. Um, so yes, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a story behind that, but only <laughs> some people know it and that's how it should stay. <laughs> there's always songs, there were always songs like during like pre-drinks and stuff that always, you know, got a reaction. Robbie Williams, Angels, um, Oasis, any any Oasis song. There's it's a, a bright side. Gets oh, people going, yes. doesn't it? Yeah, except on a Tuesday night against Maidenhead. <laughs> There's little bright side to this. <laughs> Very good. And I think, sorry listeners, but we're not going to go into all the questions about emergency We've already spoken about that enough, haven't we? <laughs> emergency meetings and all these sort of things because we're all and tired. And, it, and it's going over it's going over stuff that's been going over before. What 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 can I add? What can we add now? Yeah. That's going to suddenly enlighten the world. I mean and I'm sorry that we can't because I know people listen to this and think, "Oh, I wonder what these guys think." And, "Oh, I wonder if they think what I think." But what can we add? The ball is in other people's court now. That's what we need. And all all I would say and Ian may, Ian may scold me for this, but if if there are people out there that want a voice, there's a podcast here that will, would talk to somebody if they needed a voice and a platform to talk to somebody and to get a message out to supporters. So we're here. You know where we are. Ian at gloverscast.co.uk <laughs> would do the job, I think. Or Ben at gloverscast.co.uk. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, or or Dave at, yeah. at gloverscast.co.uk. <laughs> or gloverscast at gmail.com. Bring so, it on. Yeah. I'll speak to anyone, mate. I haven't got anything better to do with. But enjoy the cup draw later today. And fingers crossed, it's a big one. And we'll speak to you all on Thursday. Friday. Thursday, Friday for you. Thursday for us. Head of Barnet. That'll be a fun game as well, won't it? Yeah. Not Jordan. No, but hopefully he'll be there. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Cheers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.